Hello. Welcome to The Fix. It's no secret that people are the heart of every business. But what does that mean for block managers? How can the industry recruit and retain talents that can deliver the future of the industry? In this episode of our Conversations with the Experts series, Nigel Glenn, Shelley Jacobs and Martin Perry discuss the need for change and the potential for creating a resilient business. So we're looking here about what is leadership, how do you manage staff, aspects around it, such as things like four-day weeks, et cetera, et cetera. Is it just fluffy bunny stuff or is it important to business? Shelley, over to you, please. So I wanted to sort of bring this topic to the fore today because over the last few years in our industry, as we know, we've been talking about well-being, which is important. We need to keep that conversation going, absolutely. But one of the potential challenges is that a lot of organisations are putting in well-being programs, which is great. Please do that. But if I worked for a company that had the best well-being program uh, program ever, you had, let's say, an employee assistance program. I've heard of fresh fruit being delivered every day, extra time off, people coming in, getting massages, gym memberships, blah, blah, blah. If I had all of that, would be great. But if my manager treated me badly, if my manager treated me unfairly, was unkind, didn't support my career and all those things, am I going to have well-being at work? No, I'm not. So for me, I think that as part of the well-being conversation, we need to really think about leadership skills. And when I say leadership skills, I'm not just talking about organisational leaders, anyone that manages a person or people in the workplace. We need to up our game a little bit. And I think that's so important because we're living in difficult times. We're working, a lot of us working in hybrid ways. We need to get back to being more human and we need to really focus on how we treat people, particularly in our industry. We've got very high um, you know, turnover of staff for a lot of organisations. So we need to work harder to treat our people better so that they stay, so that they feel supported, nurtured, all of that stuff. So, Martin, obviously you run a business. What what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. I completely support that. But for me, recruiting um, even property managers with any direct experience where we are in Bath is hard because it's such a small sector. Recruiting and keeping good people is difficult. And I've learned over the years that you've got to be quite nice to work for because property management is a very challenging job. Um, It's not for everybody. Let's be straight. It's not the most highly paid end of the professional property sector. And I think that you've got to put people in a situation that suits them as part of the package you're keeping them in this industry, which is a shame. It would be lovely if we could pay everybody twice as much. And it could be a career choice on a par with other things that have already been alluded to in comments today, solicitors, Um, perhaps surveyors, accountants, but at the moment we're still not there, are we? Giving people a good working environment and appropriate support, I think, is absolutely critical for us in this industry. It's kind of a bit of a club, isn't it, block managers? We sometimes think, how do we end up here? But those that like it develop a love for it, and it's it's fostering that kind of mentality, I think, in the workplace for us that's borne fruit over the years. How how do we learn that skill, though? Because, you know, we're not all born Julius Caesar or Alexander the Great, and we, we go and... We start a small firm and then we inherit, not inherit, we hire some staff. And unless you've had training, it's hard to know how to treat people. It is a, it is a skill. It's it not, is a skill. It's not in, in your DNA or something. 
maybe it is for junior season, but not for the rest of us. How do we actually start learning that? Go on a TPI training course, Nigel. Is that what happens? <laughs> by me. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, we, yes, there are people who are born with natural leadership skills. But it is a skill that can be learned. So I run a course um, for Farmer and I teach people how to do it better. And it is about just being more aware of a lot of the things that we do, being more, showing more empathy, thinking about treating people fairly and what we consider to be fair and perhaps not be. Things like unconscious bias, how we make decisions in the workplace and not factoring people. There's so many things that we can learn how to do better, no matter which stage of your career you're at, whether you're just starting out or, you know, done it for many years. And as an organisational leader, when I was studying the psychology of leadership, I thought, I know it all, I've done it for years. But actually, when I learned myself about everything that goes into great leadership, I came away thinking, wow, actually, I thought I knew it, but really I didn't. And there was so much to learn. So I think it's so important that we take stock and actually think about how to up those skills. And as I said, shameless plug, come and do my course because we cover a whole variety of different aspects of leadership. And just to repeat, it's not just about organisational leaders, although it is about them because they set the tone and that impacts organisational culture and all that kind of stuff. But anyone that is responsible for managing a human, we can up our game because ultimately... People work for people. Yes, you work for a company, but people work for people and people leave people. So no matter where you are in your leadership journey, you can always up your skills, which I think is important. Something that struck me about the industry was the high rate of churn we have in businesses. Some of that I find is not for the right reasons. I've lost property managers who were frankly not property managers. We were training them. But somebody else has said, oh, I'll... You can be a property manager, I'll offer you 50% more. And to be fair, they've come to me and said, this firm's offered me top 50% more, would you like to match it? And we've gone, no, because being blunt, you're not worth that at this stage. You've only got six months under your belt, you need a bit more, and we have this plan for you. But the, the churn does concern me because, A, it's a drain on t- management time. Recruitment fees are not funny, as we know. Hopefully nobody from recruitment is going to have a go at me there. It's really bad for clients, and again, Clients quite understandably hate the fact that this is my fourth property manager in two years. What sort of a business are you running? Yeah. Churn is churn is a difficult thing in say how I don't know, there is no magic answer to churn. As you say, people leave people, but sometimes there are it's I'm not sure that's an exclusive problem to property management, actually. And I think I have experience of talking to other business principals who are experiencing similar situations. Job market's a lot more fluid than it was when I started 30 years ago. And I think we probably have to have a certain expectation that that we're going to have to deal with a degree of this, not just because people coming in and out of property management per se, but because they're looking to move because people like to look to move these days. And that's why how we treat our people every single day is even more important. We need to make it more difficult for people to want to leave because they have it so great where they are. But there are other factors in that when we look at very young people, and this is not a millennial bashing comment, but when we look at young people who are coming into the industry, they are the instant gratification generation. That's not a moan and groan, that's just the reality. So young people tend to want the next exciting 
being very quickly. Whereas, as we know, to become a property manager, it takes a long time and you can have been doing it for 20 years. You get a new property that's got some new bit of kit that you have to learn something new. So you never stop learning. So what's happening, I think, in our industry in particular is young people are coming in. They Let's say they'll stay for six months and they get itchy feet because they want something new and exciting. So the, the company then offers them a bit more money to stay and money's not really the motivator. That person might stay for an extra few months and then will go anyway. The employer thinks, well, that's great. I got an extra few months out of them. So they're not that bothered. But what's then happening is that young person is going to the next company. They're getting paid even more money. So we're starting to see that trend of people who are going through their career quite quickly but not having the necessary skills and experience and the salaries are going up and up and I think that is an issue for us as an industry because we're missing that very specific career trajectory pattern that you see in a lot of other industries so I think that's a part to play it's not the whole story either way going back to bringing back to leadership how we treat people can help to keep them in the job but yeah I think the young people issue I think that's something we need to think about and try and manage that slightly differently I think that might be a, 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 a silver lining to the sort of black cloud of all this legislation coming because there are potentially new careers building safety or net zero etc cetera, etc cetera, within a property management structure I'm not saying you can be a specialist in net zero unless you're in a very large firm but there are new things starting to come our way, whether they're good as a whole and legislative, but I know that they pose an, a, a legislative and admin burden on everybody. But it is becoming a more diverse job in terms of what people are being asked to do. Yeah, and I think that's a good thing. And I think one aspect of leadership is to talk to people about their career and help them on their journey. And yeah, you're right, there's a lot of different avenues opening up. And I think it is, yeah, I know we talk about the doom and gloom aspects of property management, leaseholders and all that, but actually I think that there's a lot of great aspects to the job. I think it's never boring. Every day is different. And as you said, Angela, lots of different pathways, but people need to have those conversations with their employees and help them on their journey, which actually is a motivating factor for people at work. So I think that's important to, to think about and to help people along their career path in the right way. Yeah. I think it's quite an important piece of supporting staff in terms of how they manage their workflow, because Shelley, you're right, property management is never boring. You're never twiddling your thumbs. And although it's so the same stuff going on each year. It's always got different clothes on and it's happening at a different building or with different groups of people or different contractors or whatever. But I think the most significant thing that we all have to manage is the volume of stuff that comes at us every day and that we're trying to deal with every day. Um, and I found it really useful trying to help staff implement systems so that they can effectively manage that workflow themselves. Because we all know how easy it is to just get lost in emails all day try and get on top of emails and you can spend the whole day doing it and you still haven't got there so you don't feel very satisfied and then you've still got a list of things that you should have done that day that you haven't done and then the next day can be the same and so trying to set out more structured ways for people to work to be able to manage volume of workflow i think is is really helpful yeah and that comes down to our sort of time management skills and how we use our time and unfortunately when we look at that a lot of people waste time doesn't seem like it if you waste 30 minutes every day that equates to over three weeks of work in a year that you're frittering away 
So actually helping your weight loss and helping people to actually work more productively is also very important. And again, that's a skill that can be taught, which again, something there's an expectation that everyone knows how to be organized and work in an organized way, which is absolutely not the case at all. A lot of people actually struggle with just general organization. So we need to, again, support people in that way as well. I think we're going to have a problem with the funnel of people coming into the business. We saw a lot of people when COVID came switching over from the hospitality business. It's a very fungible asset. I'm sure some of them are now heading back. But we have hybrid working, maybe working from home, which pros and cons. But one of the one of the cons, a big con for me, is people new into the industry. Working from home is quite lonely and you're not picking up, because we said, by osmosis, what's going on around you. And so I do worry that we're going to have a gap of people coming in or not or, and leaving quickly or not even coming in, in the next few years because of sort of what, what's happening in the job markets as well. Yeah, and particularly when you've got, when you take on very young people. So we've in the past taken on 16-year-olds where it's their first job and we're teaching them literally how to work. So I agree that I'm a big fan of hybrid working, but I do think that is a challenge. And the way that we're managing that is to spend time with that person initially in their first few months, having a bit more presence. But it does require a different set of skills as a manager when you're dealing with somebody in a hybrid way. During the pandemic, we were recruiting people and having to do all the training, everything online. Very difficult. But you're right, the young people coming into the industry, they do need support. And and that's, again, why they need more human-centred approach to how they're being managed and help them on their journey. I think it can be done. I think it just needs a different, it needs a bit of a revamp and a rethink. And obviously a lot of companies are working in that hybrid way. So it's about shifting how we manage people and using the tools. Video conferencing is great. I wouldn't recommend it all day, but yeah, there's lots of different ways which we can actually engage people. It's not quite the same as being in the office, but then the concept of the workplace then becomes slightly different. It becomes more of a space for collaboration. So I think I don't think it's the death of the workplace. I think the workplace still has value and especially for young people or new people coming into your organisation. But it's, yeah, just about managing that in a slightly better way. Martin, I know you've got some practical outcome of hybrid working, haven't you? Yeah, we uh, we did what everyone else did and moved over to working from home during the pandemic. And we've halved our office space now and we've, we're on a road to where... Um, we see everybody at least once a week. Not everybody sees everybody at least once a week because of the way the rotor works. I have to say, I wouldn't have dreamed of offering people home working beforehand, but it actually works pretty well. And I think my the feedback we have from staff is that although they miss some of the interaction, I think it actually suits them being at home quite a lot more, particularly those who have family lives to manage around their work. Because certainly electronically, you can do most of it, can't you, from a laptop, wherever you are. But you don't get the decompression, do you? So... You don't get the decompression, I agree. So we, it has prompted us to have a more structured approach to getting staff together with property management meetings and, gen, and general get-togethers, which actually we were a bit lazy about before. So that's an improvement. My particular difficulty is bringing new staff on, though, because they're not immediately in that collective setting in the office, just being able to learn on the hoof by seeing whatever else is going on or immediately asking questions. So that certainly needs more management and more structure around it than it used to. But it's. And I guess you don't feel like you're part of a team, do you? Because... No, so you know, that person next to you. Yeah, I decompression by the way for a bit. I mean, personally, I used to find the commute home from the office was great. It meant I could just readjust. Whereas I'm sitting at my desk and it's dinner time. I'm, I've turned around, go straight to dinner, and my mind is still 
in work and it's my home that I'm working in. Got a couple of comments here. Alan, fascinating. Is there a recording? Yes, there is. So that's going. Great comment, Martin. Any tips? Unfortunately, that was 11.39 from Emma. So I've got to try and figure out what that great comment was because, Martin, of course, all your comments are great. Do you think there's a need for all staff mm-hmm. office-based? Well, I think we've just covered that one. Here's an interesting one. Somebody basically saying, I'm 56. How can I make progress within property management? Interesting because we were just been saying that we're missing people and there's holes in here. And this person seems to be extremely well qualified. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised and a bit disappointed by that. Yeah. Maybe look at smaller rather than larger firms. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think smaller firms would love that wealth of knowledge. Absolutely. Yeah, that that's, doesn't sound great. Yeah. But yeah, my advice would be smaller firms would love that experience. Yeah. As a small firm employer, I'm always attracted to people in in age bracket i have to say yeah there are significant advantages which we won't go into what are we talking about there martin i'm just making some some sort of general comments Nigel. But no absolutely but i think people who've been around the block make good property managers yes because you've got to deal with an awful lot of different people and the more life you've had doing that it gives you a skill set which can be really valuable and people with that wealth of experience really good for young people to learn from that really good no yeah the, the, it is wonderful somebody can say i've come across this before and this is how it panned out last time so you don't have to learn by a mistake somebody's actually been there and said this is a weird one but i'm familiar with it so you're yeah, really surprised that as much as disappointed that somebody with that level of experience is having difficulty making progress you've been listening to episode two the future of leadership in block management from our conversations with the experts series Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again for episode three, Nurturing Contractor Relationships.